counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, Wags. This is shaping up to be an incredibly important game this week. We have the Chicago Bears coming to Lambeau Field to play the 10-win Green Bay Packers. Yep, uh, playoff football starts this week. As as much as we were disappointed, I think, with the performance the last couple weeks, even albeit in wins, uh, it doesn't matter from here on out just win. It doesn't matter how it looks because if we win this game, we're definitely, we're, we already control our destiny, but we definitely uh, earn the driver's seat if we can win this week and knock the Bears out of uh, playoff contention uh, pretty much officially uh, with a loss to their record this week. Yeah, and I mean, just the historical significance, I think, of this game, even looking past what it means for this season and that's hard to do when really this is such an important game for the Packers but this is the 200th time wags that the Packers and Bears have have squared off that's 200 times um you know the Packers have been playing since 1919 the Bears a year later in 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 1920 and uh, I just I I think that historically it's been a, a tough fought battle. We've seen ups and downs from both of these teams over the years. Um, but as we start to look towards this game in particular, um, Wags, I I think we would be wrong if we didn't say that it really starts and stops with the quarterback play on both sides of the field. And maybe that's true in every game. But in this game in particular, if Aaron Rodgers plays the way Aaron Rodgers typically plays against Chicago and Mitch Trubisky plays the way he's played for most of the season outside of this last two, three games, I think the Packers have a um, a real opportunity to win this game and win this game running away. However, that's a big if. The Bears feel pretty hot right now. Uh, the Packers' offense doesn't look like it's clicking on all cylinders. So as we look to this game, Wags, uh, what should we be looking for? Um, let's say let's start uh, uh, with the, the Packers' offense. So, yeah, uh, let's dive right into it. I think just going back to that week one game, that seems like almost a lifetime ago, and it really was only just a few months ago. These teams have changed – Quite a bit, I would say, in that time. Uh, the Bears going into that game were the odds-on favorites, certainly coming off their uh, winning the division last year, and, and, and certainly while having a disappointing playoff performance, uh, it was pretty much the team that we expected to have to be dethroning. Went through some struggles early and, and kind of even into the midpoint of the season, we're able to get some wins, but um, that defense for the Bears has, I don't think they've been quite as good as last year just because the number of takeaways that they had last year was just off the charts. But they're certainly capable, especially in a one-game situation, 
of causing a lot of problems for this Packers offense. And we saw in week one that defensive line uh, was getting a ton of pressure and we weren't able to get any run game going. So to me, that's key one is getting this offensive line to be able to hold court, get some semblance of a running game going, and uh, that's going to hopefully lead to a, a little bit better protection for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and and as we as we look at these different position groups on the offensive side, Wags, uh, I saw that the Packers are now four and O this season when Aaron Jones touches the ball 20 or more times. I know he's had a couple tough games in his career against Chicago, uh, but I got to tell you, man, uh, let's get Aaron Jones uh, involved early. Let's get him involved often, both in the run game and the pass game. Um, the, the Chicago Bears right now uh, looks like uh, they're going to be without Rokon Smith. Uh, they're, they're very talented linebacker for the remainder of the season. So there's real opportunity here, Wags, um, even with a talented Chicago Bears defense, for the Packers to make some hay and, and get off to uh, yet again another fast start. Yeah, absolutely. And beyond that, one of the things that's been really crucial, and this goes without saying, is our third down conversion rate. It was really disappointing. That was one of the things I was most disappointed by last week. The Redskins were one of the worst teams in the league defensively uh, in third down conversion. Their defense is okay, as we said. They're, they're certainly not good, but they're about average to just below league average in, in most areas defensively. But third down conversion rate was not one of them. They're one of the worst teams in the league defensively in third down conversion rate. And that's been something that overall uh, the Packers' offense has been improving on in this second half of the season. But it's been an area where we've seen some struggles, uh, particularly early in the season, and then again last week against a team that you really would have expected to be able to convert at a pretty high rate. Uh, It slipped back down again. So it's going to be crucial this week that we are able to move the chains in some of those third down situations. And uh, I'm not terribly concerned with the Bears offense, but why give them more opportunities than we need to? Yeah, it, looking at the defense right now for the Bears, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, peeking through their roster a little bit. Um, they're, 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 you know, back for their uh, Kyle Fuller, uh, Prince uh, Akamura, uh, Akamura, excuse me, uh, Eddie Jackson, who's a very good talent, and then our old pal, HaHa Clinton Dix. Um, there are, there's probably some better defensive backs out there as a group, but I would say to a man, they've got some talent there. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think that uh, to your point on these third downs, legs, we're really going to need to try to make it third and manageable. I think that if we're in a number of third and eight, third and nine, third and third and longs, um, it's going to be challenging because those defensive backs can can cover wide receivers, I think, pretty darn well. Uh, and then, of course, they've got a pass rush there, spearheaded by Khalil Mack. Um, Packer fans have seen firsthand what Mack can do. He can absolutely ravage an offensive line. So uh, on third down, Wegs, are you looking here for the Packers maybe to um, – to, um, you know, mix in maybe some more crossing routes. It's something we talked about last week 
I'd love to see a couple more crossing routes, but do you think that we need to get more out of our wide receivers this week uh, to have success, or do you think that we can uh, continue to win with some of those two, three tight end sets and the running game? I actually think we're going to see a lot of the tight ends. Uh, we saw four tight ends active last week, and that was the only thing that we were able to do in week one against the Bears. Uh, we we got um, some, you know, not, not eye-popping stats because nothing on offense was doing much uh, in a, a game where t- we only scored 10 points, but obviously that was enough to win. To me, uh, we need to give Aaron Rodgers a, a couple, a couple more outlets, and it was really nice to see Aaron Jones get more involved last week in the pass game, but I would like to see a couple more short pass options, and I get that that may not always lead to first downs. The challenging thing with a defense like the Bears, and it seems like it's the same year after year, is they're a top five defense against the run, and so it's going to be a hard to get this run game going, but I think we just need to stick with it so that when we're in those third down situations, it's not third and nine or third and 12, uh, but hopefully more often than not, we can get into more third and three or third and five. And if we can get um, some tight end involvement on on the peripherals and in in the flat, I think that's going to put a little bit more pressure on the Bears. They've always been kind of a bend but don't break type defense. They just do it better than the Packers do, I hate Mm -hmm. to say. Um, But it seems like getting a little bit more Mercedes Lewis, getting a little bit more Tunyon, um, even if they're just getting a couple of catches. I'm not saying we're going to target Tunyon five, six times this week, but I think we can spread it around to those guys. Maybe even Sternberger gets another couple of targets this week and see if he can get involved with a, with a catch or two. So um, to me, that's more likely what we're going to see. And, and if we're able to get the tight ends involved, that's one more thing that they have to account for, not only in this game, but for our opponents moving forward. Perhaps that's where we can unlock a few things for this wide receiver group. Uh, I don't think, uh, from what I've seen all season long, outside of Devontae Adams, and a few occasions for Alan Lazard, this wide receiver group is just going to come in and have a big game on their own right from that first snap. I, I would love to be wrong, but uh, I, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, and this week I don't think is going to be an exception. Did you have a chance to read um, Eric uh, Barnzik and uh, Pete Doherty from um, from JS? Did you read that article this week? Uh, they I, I I hadn't seen this until a couple maybe it was a day ago, but they're lobbying really hard to have Robert Tunyon get the bulk of playing time at tight end uh, going forward, which I thought was pretty fascinating because it's not every day that I see you know uh, full articles about that, but their argument being that that Tunyon. Uh, just has his legs under him a little bit more at this uh, point in his career. Um, they thought that he looked pretty fluid, and uh, they're, they were kind of lobbying pretty hard for for Tunyon to, going forward to start to receive some of those snaps. I mean, I know it's just media, um, you know, the media talking, but, I mean, Pete Doherty's been around a long time. Uh, what's your read on that? Because I was pretty impressed by Tunyon last week. I thought he had a really nice catch for a touchdown. He's really come on. 
Uh, but Legs, you know, as we're talking about mixing these tight ends in a little bit more, uh, do you think it's time, especially as the playoffs are getting underway here pretty shortly, that maybe Jimmy Graham becomes the more reliable option on the, the third and shorts, but that maybe uh, Big Bob Tunyon uh, provides some opportunities for maybe more of the big play tight end? Possibly. You know what I think I saw a little bit more last week than I've seen in any other game this week, this year, I'm sorry, is Jimmy Graham was lining up in more of a wide receiver and he was standing up. He wasn't down in a three point stance. That was really interesting to me. And sure, he only had a few catches, but I think we could see more tight end formations and it's not maybe in the traditional, um, you know, guys are in the, uh, you know, double tight end sets. We may be seeing Jimmy Graham line up more as a, in a two point stance on the outside or in the slot uh, as a way to get him some mismatches. And uh, so getting Tunyon on the line of scrimmage as both a blocker and a, a play action option in a traditional tight end formation, I think makes a lot of sense. And I'm not sure that it comes, that it comes at the, the expense of, you know, any of Jimmy Graham's or, or perhaps Mercedes Lewis's snaps because those guys are going to be out there too. Um, I just uh, think we're going to see a little bit less of Jimmy Graham having to line up on the line of scrimmage and block some of these defensive ends. That's, that could improve the uh, pass protection. And I think that could really help Jimmy Graham, too. Uh, he's not uh, certainly the player that he was, you know, four or five, six years ago. But if all he has to do is focus on being a receiving threat, uh, I think that could actually really help this Packers offense. And he might be more of a wide receiver threat than some of our uh, secondary or tertiary wide receivers or traditional wide receivers are right now. Uh, and I, I get that you don't have a lot of confidence in Jimmy Graham, but I do think that even though he's not going to run away from some of these DBs, if he gets matched up one-on-one, he could be a bit of a load and could be a little bit of a, a mismatch again. And that's what I think we're really trying to get um, in some of those different formations and different sets. Yeah, I mean, listen, I thought last week Jimmy Graham played one of his better games as a Packer. And uh, if they're moving him around and doing some of that work uh, and, and, and maybe giving him some different looks and standing up and doing some of that, uh, I'm all for it. Because, I, I mean, right at this point in the year, Wags, as, as we've talked ad nauseum about throughout this, this podcast over the course, especially the last six, seven weeks, um, you know, we haven't been able to find some of those reliable targets at wide receiver outside of a couple key players. Um, so if that's what Jimmy Graham's role is going to be going forward and he can do it, I will be the last person to complain if it's Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, coming down with an eight-yard catch when we need him to come down. I don't give a damn who's catching it. So uh, that's a good point, I, I think, uh, and, and something to look out for. And, uh, you know, before we leave the offensive side, uh, of the ball, and, and I'm curious if you have other things to point out as well, but um, I'm hoping this week um, we're, we're looking to maybe, um, you know, some of these quick passes and some of this high-variance aggressive football uh, is it, something that I think that the Packers do really well, and the offense in particular, uh, when they're at their best, they're throwing a lot of different things at the defense, and I'm hopeful that this week 
Um, we're not holding on to the ball quite as long on some of these plays because the Bears pass rush has shown that can it can be pretty darn tenacious at times. And I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, we are able to, to get some of those quick routes uh, and Aaron's able to, you know, get the ball out of his hands quick, whether it's to running back, a tight end, or wide receiver. So, Wags, as we look through this offense, uh, I have a lot of trust in our offensive line. Um, but uh, do you expect the Packers game plan going in this week uh, to, to have Aaron doing some of these five, seven-step drops, or uh, do you expect him uh, to, to be able to get the ball out of his hands pretty quickly and uh, and, and try to uh, just extend long drives uh, against this Bears defense? Well, I think we're going to have to take a few shots. We haven't been necessarily – you know, we've seen as much as we've complained a few times with Aaron being maybe a little too aggressive on third down situations. I do think that we are going to have to beat the Bears over the top at least once this week and get some big plays because it's really hard against a defense of this quality and to work your way downfield. And now it gets even harder when the field shortens uh, against a, a really top defense like this. Um, and they're just waiting for you to make a mistake. So, um, yes, and, and Aaron's going to have to be smart, too. Uh, I really expect and, and am optimistic that after I thought a little bit of a down performance, he started off hot in the first quarter, but overall just didn't really have his best game last week, and, and I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, that he will be ready this week for the Bears, certainly a, uh, a team that he's, very familiar with and, and has had some um, some really very, very good performances against over the years, despite how good that defense is. So I and I think he understands what's at stake here and, and and certainly the Bears defense does too. It goes both ways. So you can't take anything away from from what they're gonna be trying to do. But um, no, I I think we need to he's gotta understand the situations and if he has to take a sack, you know, just get down, don't get killed, don't turn the ball over. We can't have any – he does such a good job of not throwing interceptions, but we can't have these costly fumbles either. And and that's what we've seen in two of the last three games from Aaron. So um, I, I do expect him to be ready, get rid of the football, uh, take the, what's in front of him. But I'd also like to take some shots, and whether that's – um, Alan Lazard, or, or I think even like a Jay Krumro or Devante uh, will maybe have a couple of targets deep where we just try to test this Bears defense. And even if they're, uh, you know, not all completed, we have to do something to keep them honest so that they're not creeping up and able to keep coming up to the line of scrimmage. And you said it last time when we faced the Bears, and, and we didn't quite see it, but Let's not forget this Packers team is well acquainted with uh, well acquainted with Haha Clinton Dix and what he can and can't do. Uh, so I, I really would be uh, you know pretty remiss if we don't see uh, a couple of plays where we test them. And it doesn't have to take long to get rid of the football on a deep pass either. So um, I I think we're going to have to kind of keep them off balance and mix and match. Uh, what do you think about also just kind of swinging one other thing on this offense before we, we move off of them? Jamal Williams 
didn't have his best performance last week either. I thought he had a really good performance against the Giants, particularly in the second half. Uh, you, you mentioned Aaron Jones needed to get his touches, but this will be a physical game. What do you think about having Jamal Williams uh, get involved a little bit more early and having uh, both Williams and Aaron Jones out on the field uh, a, a bit more? Because at the same time, we haven't seen both of them out there in – sub packages as much as we did earlier in the season. And I think that might be another look that we see a little bit more this week as a way to, you know, keep uh, the Bears offense honest. And they're not going to know for sure if we're doing some play action out of the backfield. And then it's either Jones or Williams is uh, uh, sneaking out and, and able to be an outlet on a pass situation, or if we just hand the ball off and, We've got uh, one of those two guys going in the other direction. I think that could, you know, potentially give this Bears defense a few extra looks as well. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I think you're right. I saw them. They mixed it in a little bit. I believe in the fourth quarter last week uh, I saw it a little bit, but uh, certainly not an awful lot uh, where, where both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are on the field at the same time. And, um, you know, at a certain point, it's it's just nice sometimes to have your best players all out on the field, <laughs> and and it does give you a number of looks, and it makes Danny Trevathan and and Kevin Pierre uh, Lewis, you know, they're the inside linebackers for the Bears, um, you know, have to have to worry a little bit uh, about some other things as well, as well as you know the the nickelback for the Bears, and just those kinds of looks, uh, I think, cause matchup nightmares for even good defenses like the Bears. Um, so, Wags, I'm all for it, and I'm all for just getting Jamal Williams mixed in on this offense just a little bit more as well. Uh, I think that the Packers have been at their best this year when a number of, of players are touching the ball. Now, I think that the focal point is going to need to be Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers uh, and, and then, uh, of course, Devontae Adams. I mean, those are our, our uh, tried-and-true playmakers, so to speak. Uh, however... I think the the key to success this week, uh, but also hopefully, uh, you know, long-term success and a long playoff run for the Packers is getting the Jamal Williamses of the world mixed in because I'll tell you what, Wags, if Jamal Williams has 80, 90, 100 yards uh, on the ground or through the air or combined, I'm really liking our chances against the Bears and against just about anybody because he's just a load to bring down, and I think that he really sets the tone when he has a strong run and they're mixing him in. Uh, It puts everybody uh, on the defensive side of the ball just on their heels a little bit, so I couldn't agree with you more. Let's get Jamal the ball. Um, He's a playmaker, maybe not quite as explosive as Aaron Jones, uh, however, when you've got Aaron Jones touching the ball, then you got Jamal Williams. Um, you know, uh, they're, they're different style of runners, but sometimes you get the same result, which is offensive success for the Packers. Yeah, absolutely. And um, before we get done with the offense, you've made a couple of bold predictions defensively the last few weeks. So <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. I think uh, a couple of things. Um, you mentioned, do we get – a little bit more from the receiver group. I don't know if it means a, a ton of more catches and yards. I I do think that we get a little bit more from Devontae in this matchup than he was able to get in week one. Uh, so he, he I think, is going to get his. But I'm going to say 
uh, we're going to get another Jake Kumro touchdown this week. I okay. think that uh, he has seen a little bit of an increase in his snaps, and you were kind of joining me in your frustration of Geronimo after this last game. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's still going to get some playing time, but similar, I think, to Traymond Smith being held accountable, and, and he you know, didn't have as much equity built in as I think Geronimo does, and the fact that he got cut after the Giants game after the fumble. Geronimo's snaps went down a little bit last week from the week before against the Giants, and I think he's going to continue to go down. We saw more of Jake last week. He didn't get any catches, but I think we get a touchdown from him. And I also uh, think that Jay Sternberger is going to get a couple of catches this game. I'm not sure that I'm going to go on a limb and say it's a touchdown, but I think he becomes uh, an option. And I think what's bold about that is it's not even a sure thing that he'll be on the 45-man active roster on Sunday because that would mean we're carrying four tight ends again. But I really believe that we're going to see four tight ends the rest of the way as long as those guys can stay healthy because uh, these wide receivers, unfortunately, as a whole, haven't been as productive as we like. So I, I think we're going to be – uh, carrying four tight ends, and uh, we're going to get uh, a few more snaps and a little bit more involvement from that group. And uh, so I think that could be a couple of lesser-known guys that could come up with a couple of big plays that uh, we're not expecting or we haven't been seeing in the last few games. I like it. I like it. And uh, I, I did see that Geronimo was added to the injury report yesterday. Uh, he's a limited participant yesterday, and today he did practice in full. Uh, sounds like he has um, some sort of knee issue going on, so something to, to keep an eye on. But Wags, um, I, I think that um, you know that could potentially, in addition to the struggles he's had, um, you know, opens the door for other wide receivers, Jake Kumaro in, included. So, man, I'm hoping. You're right. I'm hoping Jay Kumro gets that touchdown, and I will be the first one, Wags, uh, to shout it from the rooftops if Jay Kumro scores a touchdown. I'll say Wags called that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that kind of opens up. I was going to say let's swing over to the injury report before yeah. we get to the uh, Packers defense and Bears offense matchup, um, unless you had something else to uh, add uh, no. about the Packer offense and Bears defense matchup. Okay, well, in that case, you know, um, Packers still are, are relatively healthy. Um, certainly we had Kevin King uh, did not play last week, and I thought it was a little bit of a surprise scratch, but um, he was questionable coming into the game, but he had been a limited participant in practice all week last week. Um, I saw Jazz Jackson was uh, not in practice today, but for a personal reason, not due to injury concern. Uh, everyone else was either a limited or a full participant. So uh, Tony Brown was out last week as a full participant both yesterday and today. And uh, then Kevin King, who was out last week and, and did practice in a limited fashion all last week as well, uh, despite having that questionable tag, was a limited participant in practice the last couple of days. Mercedes Lewis was also out today, but I think that was more uh, listed as a veteran rust. So not necessarily an injury concern. Um, and so we should have everyone ready to go again this week. And that really gives us uh, maximum roster flexibility. Uh, so I, I said earlier, I expect, and we saw four tight ends last week, for example. 
I would expect the same thing will happen this week. Um, and uh, this is a team that uh, has a, a lot of different options, and they're going to have a, a very specific game plan. They know what they need to do against this Bears team. Uh, so uh, it will be interesting to see who's active and who's not. On the Bears side, Dean, a little bit of a different story. You already touched on one of their major injuries, but they've got quite a few guys that are potentially, and it's a little bit early yet. We're recording this on Thursday evening, but uh, they've got, it looks like seven guys that didn't practice either Wednesday or today. So, and a few of these are potentially pretty significant injuries uh, if they are unable to go on Sunday, particularly on the defensive side and in their wide receiving core. So, Dane, this will be interesting to see if some of these guys are ready to go on Sunday. Yeah, and I look at a position uh, on the Bears that's given the Packers a lot of uh, difficulties on the defensive side of the ball, uh, but they've been ravaged by injuries at the tight end position. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're already got their their top two tight ends are on injured reserve. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain for this season, and now this week, uh, uh, Ben uh, Bronicker, their their tight end, is uh, currently out with a concussion. Uh, so Wags, that's one right away that I just I kind of circle every week the tight end position of uh, opposing offenses because they do give the Packers defenses some fits from time. Um, but if they have to go without Broniker, uh, now we're talking about guys on the far back end of the roster at tight end for them. We're talking about J.P. Holtz, uh, Bradley Stowell, and, and quite frankly, guys, I don't know who those guys are. Uh, so I think that that uh, fares pretty well for the Packers' defense to then uh, be able to concentrate a little bit more on um, some of the more talented players on their on their roster. And it starts, I think, with uh, uh, Tariq Cohen and, and certainly with David Montgomery, who I think is playing a lot of really good football right now. Uh, so, Wags, we got to limit the run, don't we? I mean, let's stop the run first and then make Mitch Trubisky beat the Packers. And if we're able to stop the run and, and have Trubisky be the guy uh, who has to carry the Bears' offense, I think we're putting ourselves in a pretty darn good position to win this football game because then it becomes potentially a shootout between Trubisky and Aaron Rodgers, and I'll put my money on Rodgers 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, uh, well, it'll be really interesting to see what uh, Coach Nagy and the Bears coaching staff does because everybody on the Bears side, in terms of their fans, was wondering what the heck they were doing in that first matchup. They only ran the ball 15 times, and I think that really made, uh, no offense to the Packers' defense, but it really made our defense look a lot better than what we found out that it probably is at this point uh, because it's not designed necessarily to be a strength of stopping the run. The Bears did it for us by not trying to run the ball. I really would be surprised if that script doesn't flip a little bit this time. We saw it last week. A, a, a terrible Redskins offense was able to just hang around by not even really trying to pass the ball until that very last drive and complete garbage time. They were, well, I shouldn't say they weren't trying to pass the ball. They just couldn't do it effectively at all. That's just not something they were able to do. So they just threw that out and said, we're going to run the ball every time. If we don't get a first down, we'll punt. I would be shocked if the Bears don't have a pretty similar script this week where they just try to run the ball and make the Packers stop them. And 
they'll be fine punting the ball. They've got a lot of confidence in what their defense can do, and they'll take their chances in that type of game. If they can keep this a low-scoring, low-possession game, they'll be pretty darn happy, I think, uh, especially if they're able to get anything going on the ground. So it will be interesting to see if we give a few different looks. We've got a little bit less of Ibrahim Campbell, like we predict, predicted going into the game last week. I'll be interested to see if we get a, a little bit more um, uh, heavy on that second level again this week in order to try to limit what we're doing uh, against the, the pack Bears rush offense. Um, because uh, Blake Martinez, I, I for as hard as I've been on him all year, I thought he had his best game of the season last week. And he needs a little bit of help, I think, this week in order for us to be able to limit what the Bears are going to be trying to do and get them off of the field. Yeah, and the good news here is it's going to start up front uh, for both of these teams, as it does every week. Uh, Wags, I think Kenny Clark has been putting together some of his best football games of late. Uh, I expect him to continue that. Uh, the Chicago Bears' offensive line is um, okay, I think, this year. They're okay, uh, but I think that Kenny Clark is going to be able to have some real opportunity to become a game changer on the defensive line this week, as is Dean Lowry. I think that Dean Lowry's playing a lot of good football, uh, but Kenny Clark has been special the last couple weeks, and that's going to be important and come into play both uh, in the running game and in the pass game because, um, you know, should the Bears choose to then start passing the football, um, the, the key then is to not let Mitch Trubisky um, extend plays and beat us with his legs. I've watched the Bears play a little bit the last couple of weeks, and that's where he's having uh, more of his success. He's not trying to stand in the pocket. He's trying to get outside, and he's trying to, um, you know, uh, extend these plays, get some first downs with his legs. And uh, the best way, I think, to stop Mitch Trubisky is to um, certainly hit the quarterback, but bring pressure up the middle of the defense. Uh, and if we're able to do that on the back of Kenny Clark and others, I think it's going to be a long day for the run game, but I think it's going to be a very, very difficult game for Mitch Trubisky and enemy waters at Lambeau Field. Yeah, and not that there aren't some other guys that can potentially beat you uh, in this Bears wide receiving group, but I would really like to see uh, this uh, Packers defense devotes some extra resources to uh, trying to stop Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. If if we if we get kind of a too high look and and really try to press him at the line and just stay with him um, both underneath and over the top and, and really make his life difficult, I think that's going to be pretty tough on Mitch Trubisky. This is a quarterback that isn't necessarily real confident in working through his progressions. And so if we're making him have to look off his first option uh, and giving some of our D linemen a a little bit of extra time uh, to get to him, I think it's going to be making his life really difficult this week. And so uh, we, we haven't really done that a lot against opposing receivers where we're, uh, really, you know, sending extra guys over the top to uh, lock down their primary option. 
we played guys pretty straight up, but uh, just looking at this matchup, I especially, you know, particularly not just at the, uh, looking at Allen Robinson as being head and shoulders, I think, better than any other option. Similar, I think, to kind of where the Packers are with Devontae Adams, but just who the quarterback is. Um, I think we could uh, really uh, limit his effectiveness if he's unable to get in a rhythm and, and he's having to work through his progressions. That, I think, really works in the Packers' favor. So um, I would like to see us devote a little bit more time and attention to uh, getting uh, Allen Robinson covered up uh, over the top. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we're doing and, and who's following him around the field as well. Yeah, do you think it's Jair this week? I mean, I, if Kevin King's healthy and Taylor Gabriel can't go, because uh, I see that he is on the injury report for them, um, you know, then we're looking at what Cordell Patterson uh, at wide receiver potentially. And, and Cordell Patterson is a heck of a return man. We can talk about special teams in a moment. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about he and Anthony Miller uh, and, and a couple other guys, you know, like Riley Ridley and Javon Wims. Uh, but really, it's Allen Robinson, and I feel like uh, that's the tier one receiver for them. Uh, so I got to think Jair sticks with Allen Robinson and then all of their comers are are going to go with um, with you know the Kevin King route, Tremont Williams, uh, Shannon Sullivan, uh, Josh Jackson, et cetera, et cetera, down the board. Um, but um, Wags, are you comfortable with Jair uh, manning up with Allen Robinson? Certainly, potentially giving him some help because I think that Alexander uh, is certainly our number one cornerback at this point. Uh, he's shown it, and he's got a short memory been playing some good football. He's had a couple tough outings, I think. Uh, Dallas was one that kind of comes to mind. Um, However, um, you know, I think that he can run with Allen Robinson. Uh, Robinson's a lot different than the wide receiver from Washington from last week, but Jair shadowed him most of that game, and uh, Mike Gutt tells me he's going to do the same this week at Lambeau against Allen Robinson. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. If Kevin King's ready to go, he's actually drawn, I think, more of the number one receiver assignments. And it just depends on whether they're following or they're just lining up on one side of the field. Kevin is a little bit longer, um, you know, a a little taller and and probably from a physicality standpoint, uh, matches up a a little bit better with Alan Robinson. But to your point, it's been Jair, I think, the last few weeks, uh, even with uh, Kevin out there a couple weeks ago. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. And, I guess when I say I want them to vote extra resources, I literally would prefer that they have two guys following Alan Robinson around. I wouldn't even mind if they use someone like Tremont uh, to line up over the top in not necessarily a safety role, but what we've seen a lot when we're getting beat on some of these big plays, either with Jair or with Kevin, is it's uh, Savage uh, that's uh, covering over the top and at times, I don't know that they've necessarily aligned on the right rotations, and, and that's where we've been hurt uh, on a few occasions. I think we can do that, but I would actually really just like to have two guys uh, line up and follow um, Alan Robinson all over the field. So Jair, line up right over the top of him, sure, uh, and then uh, stay with him in man coverage, essentially shadow him, 
and then have Tremont over there to shadow over the top. That might sound a little bit extreme to devote two guys just to shadowing uh, one of their players, but I think with the number of DBs that we're able to get out there and the pressure that this D-line can potentially still get up front without having to send some extra pressure, um, and with the amount of time we're seeing uh, Patton and the coaching staff sending B.J. Goodson and Blake Martinez uh, to pry a little bit of extra pressure since they're not really giving us anything in coverage anyway. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I'll be fascinated to see. Um, I'm not necessarily expecting that we'll do that because it's not a look that I've seen this uh, coaching staff put out there against any of our other opponents. I'm just thinking from a very matchup-specific perspective, both with Allen Robinson and Mitch Trubisky, uh, it might make some sense. So I would be interested to see if that's something that happens on Sunday. Yeah, and then, you know, let's, let's I think, maybe continue course a little bit with what we did uh, in week one. I think the Packers' defense is, you know, at its core, if Coach Petten's able to, you know, mix up the coverages a little bit and make it confusing. And I know that, that Trubisky's in year three. Uh, however, uh, it, as to your point, he has a little bit of difficulty with the, hitting that second, third, fourth read. Uh, he starts to get a little bit of happy feet. Um, I think that if we're able to make it as difficult as possible with the line of scrimmage uh, and then bring the, the blitzes as needed uh, up the middle, but certainly with the Smiths as well, um, I think that we can really have some success against him. I know the Bears are pretty hot right now. They've won a few games, uh, and uh, you know, but they're still a team that's uh, one game above 500. Um, they're underachieving football team. And the thing to look out for, though, Wags, is this is a rivalry game, uh, and I, I, I do think that this is uh, pretty much the Bears Super Bowl this week. I think that they really want to hang one on the Packers and hang a loss at Lambeau Field in the 200th. Uh, uh, matchup against the Packers. So uh, there, I think there's a lot of pride on the line this week. And the question for me then is, um, you know, are we going to be hungry? Are they going to be hungry? I, I think that we're going to come in pretty focused. I think that the Packer locker room certainly knows what's on the line. Uh, so we're going to need to go out there, execute. And frankly, we're going to need to play better than we did against Washington if we're going to have success. Yeah, well, and not – to take anything away from the Bears because they're certainly capable of beating the Packers, especially if we play to the level that we have uh, the last couple of or a few weeks. But <laughs> they haven't exactly faced a murderer's row of opponents in their own right. They haven't beaten a team with a winning record during this little mini run here. I mean, they beat the Giants uh, in a very close game, uh, beat the Bears, or I'm sorry, the Lions in a very close game. And uh, I think controlled that Cowboys game pretty well, but, uh, you know, the Cowboys aren't beating anyone these days either. So you're talking about three teams that are either, you know, at the bottom of the standings or, you know, uh, below 500 in, in the Cowboys. So, uh, I, again, not taking anything away from them. They're perfectly capable of coming up to Lambeau. We've seen it before. Um, but, uh, let's not pretend that this is a team that's like red hot offensively or doing anything uh, that's super impressive either. Um, I still really expect that the Packers come in this week. Uh, they've got their full attention. They've had some, uh, you know, let's be honest. I think uh, 
some some pretty good tape for the coaching staff to uh, uh, really put forward these last couple of weeks. So I would expect this team will be focused and sharp and ready to go on Sunday. And this is a game that the Packers should win. They're at home, uh, and it's, it's going to be a tough game, but uh, this is a, a, a team that I think um, the matchups favor us um, in multiple areas. I think this Bears defense will be tough on us at times, but it's just going to be really incumbent on uh, uh, the defense to take advantage of the takeaway opportunities that we have and the offense and special teams not to give them any extra opportunities or any extra points. Legs, touching on special teams here, they've got some dangerous return guys, uh, both a kick return and punt return, uh, Cordell Patterson, a very talented kick returner. Uh, I saw that he, uh, I believe I read uh, from um, Ryan Wood that um, uh, on Twitter, excuse me, Jeff Dickerson from ESPN uh, said that uh, Patterson was added as a limited participant uh, to the, the injury report with a head injury uh, earlier today, but a very talented player, Tariq, uh, uh, Tariq Cohen as a punt returner. Uh, I thought week one J.K. Scott was able to really angle the ball, keep the ball away from him. Uh, but special teams, i got to tell you, Wags, this has the makings of a game where the Chicago Bears try to pull a fast one on the Packers with a fake. I, I just I, I know the Bears, uh, I, so I think that we really need to be on the lookout for all sorts of um, mayhem that Chicago Bears uh, could potentially um, throw at us. But were you as impressed with the, the return game that the Packers displayed this last week? I thought for the first time uh, we were able to um, have some positive yardage as a punt return unit. I thought our coverage looked pretty good. Um, so I think that I'm encouraged that the Packers special teams it's starting to look like the special teams that uh, we're hoping to see. Yeah, and we've got a pretty low bar when it comes to return game. Just uh, don't get any penalties and any positive yardage, and we're fine. Uh, that still, I think, remains the case as far as I'm concerned. Coverage, I've been pleasantly, uh, you know, uh, not going to say surprised, but uh, pleasantly pleased with because it looked pretty shaky uh, early in the season, and it seems like they've cleaned some things up. So, uh, give Coach Menanga some credit. Um, clearly, he uh, it was able to make some adjustments and clean some stuff up uh, in that regard, and and that's a sign uh, of some solid coaching there. So uh, I was a little unsure about him and, and kind of his background and track record coming into this season, but you have to be um, pretty pleased with the work that he's done with uh, Mason Crosby. Um, you know, J.K. Scott had some midseason struggles, it looks like, but has really bounced back the last couple of weeks. And then really cleaning up this coverage, and they've been very solid. I haven't had uh, any queasiness, and uh, let's continue that this week because all it takes is one breakdown, as you know, uh, for some big play to happen, and you're absolutely right. I don't know why, but it doesn't matter who the coaching staff is in Chicago. It just seems like their special teams has always been a thorn in the side of the Packers. And the last thing we need is for them to get garbage points in some type of, you know, fake field goal, fake punt, or long punt return type situation, uh, because those are the types of plays that can really swing momentum, uh, but also uh, put points on the board 
uh, where they otherwise wouldn't and, and can uh, really swing things around from a uh, both the score and then a final outcome perspective. I, I gotta I gotta ask you, Eggs. Um, we always like it here to to put our name on it, you know. And I feel like it's about that time. Um, how do you see this one tilting this week, and what's your predictions and outcome for for this week 15 game? Yeah, so I am going to. I, I think we're going to need a bunch of Mason Crosby this week, and and I'm just going to go out there. I think it's going to be um, 23, the Packers and the Bears 14, and um, it's going to be a, a close game. But I really feel like uh, we can control things uh, defensively, um, you know, after we get get going a little bit and be opportunistic offensively. You know, uh, this is a – even with the injuries, this Bears defense is, is, is very good. Uh, so uh, any points that we get are going to be at a premium. Um, and I do think that a couple of turnovers uh, that we can force on defensive side of the ball uh, can really uh, be instrumental as well in, uh, you know, setting up some points, uh, either field goal or a touchdown, um, and uh, pulling away to uh, get that final outcome. So um, I am very optimistic. I think the Packers are going to cover, um, and uh, I think a 23-14 to 14 type game I'll be really happy with. Uh, I don't care. Again, this one can be ugly, like just get the win, uh, but uh, I, I think we're going to play well, even if it's a little ugly and even if it's a little closer than we uh, would prefer. So we're close on this one, score-wise. I think um, we're going to go. I think we're going twenty-four to twenty at this game. Uh, it's going to be a tight battle. It's going to be close game, and I expect the Bears to have the ball um, close to last. And I think the Packers' defense is going to, uh, you know, have to make a big stand. Uh, I'm not saying that the Bears march the entire way down the field, but the Bears are going to have four downs to work with that entire last drive, and I think the Packers are going to be able to to, uh, to sniff it out. Um, I, I think that one thing oh, that you have a heart attack this week. That's fine as long as we win. I, I, I know. I feel it. I feel it, Wags. I'm nervous uh, about it. I but I I will say that I think Trubisky, much like Jay Cutler, likes to give us the ball. And I think that the Packers will be able to get a turnover or two, and I think that's really going to be helpful in the grand scheme of this game. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, Dane, along those lines. Would you be feeling more or less confident, and I'm not rooting for an injury or anything, but would you be more or less confident if Chase Daniel comes in and replaces Trubisky at some point in this game? Probably, Probably less. Yeah. Well, you know, it reminds me if, as you recall, and a lot of the listeners will recall that NFC championship game, um, you know, Jay Cutler gets banged up and, and that other kid, I forget his name now, came back and almost won the darn thing for the bears. I mean, there is something to be said sometimes about shaking it up. Um, I just don't think Mitch Trubisky is that good of a quarterback. I think he can get hot for little streaks. Uh, but as far as beating us with his arm, I think he's going to be limited in doing that because he's been limited in doing that much of his career. Um, so I, I expect the Packers to be able to get some turnovers against him. To me, and we haven't said this, talked much about this, but 
to me, this comes down to a quarterback battle. Aaron needs to come out on top on this one. It's Aaron Rodgers at home in Lambeau late in the season, division on the line against Mitchell Trubisky. Aaron's had a pretty solid season, but I I want to see some special Aaron Rodgers this week. And that doesn't mean we're going to go out there and put up 45 points. But I need to see some special Aaron Rodgers this week. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, he, I know, let's be honest, I know Aaron Rodgers isn't listening to our podcast. I'm putting a little bit of extra pressure on you, Aaron. Let's, let's see you rise to this occasion and just carry your team the way that I know you're capable of doing. Because we're waiting. I think we're ready to see that. And uh, I, I, I think that's really what it comes down to is, is Aaron Rodgers on and is there offense and with him for four quarters. That doesn't mean we won't punt. That doesn't mean that we're going to score every possession. But uh, I think it does mean that we're able to move the football, that we're in rhythm, that we're making some plays, that we're opportunistic, that we have some big plays, um, and that we do put some points on the board and, and really just have a full four-quarter uh, performance. And, and that's really, really what I'm looking for this week because if we're able to do that, Regardless of the score, if we win this game, I will feel much, much better about this team moving forward down this home stretch and into the playoffs. Listen, there you have it. Wags, uh, I think we said it all with this. I, I think that uh, it's all out in front of us. Uh, we haven't even mentioned that the Packers control, uh, they, they're currently the two seed in the NFC, an incredibly competitive NFC uh, uh, conference. And uh, it's all on front of us. And Wags, we keep winning. Uh, we're we're going to have some home games at Lambeau Field in the playoffs. Yeah, and this isn't going to be easy. Uh, don't don't no. fool yourself. I mean, uh, this is going to be a tough game this week. So not looking ahead, but uh, we get it set up perfectly. Three divisional opponents here in the final three weeks of the season, and uh, so it starts this week. Got to take care of business. Go one and zero, and then um, and then let's then we can talk about um, the final two weeks of the season because uh, I'll just throw it out there. I uh, the Lions, they, we're not even looking at that. That that's that's a game we're going to win. But um, you know, um, this, it starts this week against the Bears. Uh, they're still in this for a playoff perspective, so uh, they're going to be laying it out all out there on the line. Uh, and they would be anyway uh, with this rivalry. You know you're going to get uh, your very best and, and everything you can handle from them as well. So, folks, if you like uh, what you're hearing, uh, please follow us on Lombardi's Legends uh, on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. We do lots of posting. We interact with the, the, the listeners as much as we can. So really appreciate you listening. Um, you know, uh, the Packers are looking for folks to help them uh, to shovel out Lambeau Field Friday morning. Uh, so it's just it's that time of year, the last uh, regular season home game of the season, Lambeau Field, the hated rival Chicago Bears. Wags, it doesn't get much better than this. I am super excited. I I am going to be ready to go on Sunday. So uh, I know that our, our Bears brethren from the South will be ready to go. Um, and uh, this is just going to be a lot of fun. So 
Uh, let's bring it on. I, I can't wait. I don't know how I'm going to focus tomorrow at work. Uh, it's Friday and the Bears and Packers are playing on Sunday. It's going to be now that we're talking about it, I'm ready to go, Dane. Uh, yep. It's time. Let's bring this thing back. Uh, well, Kings of the North, uh, 2-0 against the Bears this season. Then we can go into Minnesota, and it's all out there on the line. I'm so excited. I'm pumped up. So, Legs, uh, let's close this thing the way we always close it. Um, you know, so, folks, say it with us. Go, go pack, pack, go. go.